Welcome, everybody, to episode 19 of the WP Mainline Podcast for Friday, November 12th, 2021. I'm your host, Jeff Chandler, joined by my favorite Canadian, Malcolm Peralti, and we have a third special guest. I mean, extra special, like do the woo type of special. We got Bob Dunn on the show. Bob, thank you very much for joining us all the way from the West Coast. Thank you, Jeff. I knew you just invited me for you could say that again, you know, and again. <laughs> I'm, what can I say, man? I'm addicted to the woo. Yeah, I do he's, the he's woo every you, time I get. He's going to make you sick of your own brand. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've done a fairly good job of uh, I've been I've been trying. I mean, I. By the way, drinking game this episode. Every time I say do the woo, take a drink, and uh, we're we're about three minutes in, and people are already buzzing. So yeah, we're doing pretty good. We're making progress. <laughs> Well, anyway, Bob's joined us here. He's got a little bit of a news that he's going to talk about that's specifically related to him and his brand. We'll get to that in a while. But I want to start off the show with the bombshell that was dropped yesterday, and that is GoDaddy has acquired Pagely. And uh, <clears throat> yes, uh, um, no, this is not clickbait. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people were wondering if uh, Josh Strabel, the co-founder of Pagely, was, was trolling people. This is something he would do. This is up his alley, but it turns out he was not trolling people. And uh, people were just blown away. I was blown away. This is shocking all. Nobody, nobody saw this coming unless you were part of the deal. This is, uh, we've had a lot of WordPress acquisitions this year. This one, to me, is the biggest and most surprising of them all, and mostly because uh, of the way uh, Josh started the company, what it's all about. He's been touting independence. He's taken no VC money. It hasn't been backed. There's no uh, investor influence. He built it from the ground up, putting employees and customers first. And he built something that has uh, turned into um, something that GoDaddy wants. GoDaddy has seen Pagely's place in the market space. And they want to. They, they wanted to bring Pagely uh, actually, why don't I just read the quote because uh, Strabel uh, explains this um, better than I could, obviously. But he says, quote, uh, we did things our way and it worked. In fact, it worked so well that one of the largest Internet brands in the world, GoDaddy, wants us to help them to be more like us. <laughs> they put their cars and cash on the table and are serious about serving a wider segment of the market with better quality products and top class service to ultimately help more people succeed. Uh, so that's that's great news all the way around. I mean, um, GoDaddy has changed massively as a company. I don't know how many times I've said that on the show. You know, they're long gone from the days of Bob Parsons and raunchy Super Bowl ads and, and things of that nature. They've completely changed their image and what they're about and what they stand for in the company. That's also you can also it's evident in the GoDaddy Pro and they're in the uh, the services that they offer and the investment. They have made a lot of investments, not only in the WordPress space through conferences and whatnot, but also the people that are working on WordPress. They've made a lot of personal investments in the people. And so overall, this is just, it looks like a great deal. And because uh, Pagely didn't have any investors, it was uh, Josh and Sally Strabo, his wife, uh, they both own 100% of the stock. And so when they sold that stock to GoDaddy, they actually took those funds and distributed them back to all of their employees within the company. Uh, even those who had tenure within just a few years ended up getting uh, some amount of funds from this. And uh, what I what I like most about this is, is Josh, in his interview, there's a one hour long interview that Corey Miller did with uh, Josh Drabel right after, it was like 15 minutes after he made the announcement. And in it, Josh says that he, he was very proud of the fact that not a single investor, not a single one of them got rich. It was all the people who showed up to do the work. And I thought that was fantastic. So great deal all the way around. And what they're going to do is they're going to be working closely. They're going to remain, maintain, uh, be a separate entity within GoDaddy. And they're going to work closely with the Skyverge team, which is focused on WooCommerce. And they were actually acquired by GoDaddy, GoDaddy back in 2020. And what Paisley is going to do is work with Skyverge and try and create the best hosted WooCommerce solution in the world. And, and that's what they're going to be doing uh, for the next few years. And we'll, we'll have to see how this turns out, but uh, you know, congrats to, to Josh and Sally, wonderful people. And it's uh, it's a pretty cool story all around. The way they built it from the ground up, bootstrapped it, got all these employees, long-term employees. And it's just, uh, it's a good story all the way around. 
Yeah, my first thought was I, I thought they were joking um, at first as well. And then when I dug into it, I was like, holy smokes, this is actually happening. This is pretty crazy. Um, one interesting thing from uh, Topher, who I work with at Camber, uh, he said, like, what the heck is Automatic doing letting GoDaddy kind of own the WooCommerce hosting space? Um, because that's basically what this deal is going to potentially allow them to do. I mean, GoDaddy probably spent a, a fair bit of money to make this happen. And like Automatic is right now hiring a product marketing manager for commerce solutions for WordPress VIP. Um, so like, you know, that's a little bit more like a drop in the bucket versus this, uh, you know, fire hose that, that GoDaddy just basically purchased outright. So um, well, I mean, auto- Automatic doesn't need to own Pagely or whatever. They own WooCommerce. <laughs> so, True, I don't but, know. It, but in terms of like your first choice for hosting for your e-commerce solution or your okay. WooCommerce solution, okay. I think I think this is going to give GoDaddy a huge edge over uh, Automatic slash WordPress VIP. Um, it's bringing in a lot of r- great talent. It's uh, and a deep understanding of how to host it. Um, so they might not necessarily be the company that is developing the software, but I don't think you're going to find a... a you know, a better, better slash bigger team of experts on that platform. And I, I, I got to tell you, if I'm thinking about hosted WooCommerce, I'm thinking about like the uh, Liquid Web. They have a managed uh, WooCommerce uh, solution. Um, in fact, geez, you know, you know who has one? Media Temple. I was just looking at them today. You remember Media Temple? GoDaddy yep. acquired Media Temple like eight years ago or something like that, back in 2013. And if you go there, they you wouldn't even know. <laughs> that they're under the GoDaddy umbrella, but they have managed WooCommerce hosting. I, I found that out. And actually they're, it's tied in a, you have GoDaddy pro they've got yeah. uh, managed WooCommerce. Hosting. But, but I'm not thinking initially WordPress VIP. That's not my go-to. I'm not even, that doesn't even cross my mind that that's where I would go. But I, but I think, you know, that also uh, I'm just an everyday average user. I'm not a maybe fortune 100, fortune 500, 1000 type of company looking for that type of that level of service. Yeah. I mean, Bob, what did you think when you saw this? You know, initially, and I I actually didn't take it as a joke from Josh because. Well, you're the only one, sir. Yeah, it was was too much to be a joke. You know, it was like, okay, this is, I mean, I know Josh. I mean, we all know Josh. And this was like pushing the envelope. I thought, oh, I don't know if he'd quite come out and say it this way. So initially it was like. Most uh, whenever there's an acquisition, I have two reactions. One is like, "Oh, I get it right away." This one, I had to pause for a minute because <laughs> shock it all, baby. Yeah, I mean, it's always that I'm thinking hosting, hosting. You know, I'm thinking of the bigger picture. But then I've been in communication a lot with GoDaddy, and especially around GoDaddy Pro, and I know that they had a lot planned for the next year in e-commerce. And no specifics, just a generalized statement from them um, in our different talks. And I, so there was this tickle in my throat. I thought, okay, is this something to do with that? Because I, I just thought of what Pageley's bringing in as far as hosting. So when I read that, you know, Skyverge, I saw the word Skyverge in there. It was like it clicked for me right away. Okay, I see there's something going on there because I've also talked to the Skyverge team and I know they, you know, obviously they weren't going to tell me any details about this, but there was some really big plans for the next year. So that didn't surprise me in a sense that I'm a little bit different than most people in the WordPress space because I kind of take acquisitions with a, um, you know, I, I, I can take them or leave them because I, I don't know. I, I just come in from outside of WordPress and I used to see them all the time in the, you know, other business world outside of the bubble. So it's never real. Nothing ever really surprises me. But I do agree that the conversation I did listen to that this morning with Corey and Josh and boy, a lot of it resonated. I I was like, this is this is incredible. I mean, it was really, really good. And yeah, it's I. It, it makes so much sense. And I've known Skyverge team for years. And what they, I thought they've got to be something bubbling in the back because, you know, they bring in all their extensions to GoDaddy. But, you know, and they offer those through the, I think their WooCommerce managed hosting plan already. But there was 
so much more. And I knew it wouldn't just be, okay, we're just going to keep adding extensions here and there. So there's, there's a lot bubbling in the background that this all made sense and became very cohesive when I saw it happen. And uh, I was listening to that interview and I was listening earlier today, there was a uh, Twitter spaces conversation with members of the, of the WordPress community. Anybody could join and, uh, uh, David showed up, who was uh, the marketing director, marketing manager for Pagely. And uh, one of the reasons, you know, as a company, Pagely reached this point where they wanted to scale, they wanted to do these awesome things, but in order to do them, they needed to really, they wanted, they needed to hire all these engineers and hire all these people and scale upwards. And they just, they were successful as a company, you know, they, they were profitable, but they just didn't have the kind of the kind of reach and the ability to uh, uh, to do what they wanted to do. And also because they were bootstrapped and didn't have any investor money, uh, they, they didn't really have a parachute. And so they couldn't really make a decision. And I think Chris Lemma might've mentioned this, where if you're bootstrapped, you, you can't take on a risk where if it doesn't pan out, the company fails. It just goes away. It disappears. You, you can't, you can't do that. So by having sort of an insurance plan now, by being part of GoDaddy, now they're able to make these rapid changes and be able to scale as much as they need to hire as much as they need to, and do the things that they, that they really want to do now in the uh, WooCommerce space. Yeah. It all sounds fair to me. Yeah, for sure. And I've, uh, I've always seen, uh, you know, in, Congrats to Paisley. You know that he's always uh, Josh always had this this shtick of you know we're independent. We're we're over here by ourselves. Look look what I've created. Investors, you can't give me any of your money because I don't want it. I don't need it. <laughs> you know we're independent. We're going to stay independent. And uh, you know um, now that Paisley is gone, they're part of uh, their subsidiary of GoDaddy. I can't think. Can you guys think of any other independent WordPress specific kind of host that's out there? I can't think of any uh, of a reasonable size. Probably not. I mean, they're yeah. all getting gobbled up by bigger entities. I think um, all the mid-sized players. So then you're left with like the boutique, smaller players, and then the giants, and that's it. But eventually, something else will fill that mid-market. But so, know. so, so something like this happens, and obviously, what's the next question when these acquisitions happen? Consolidation. You know, what's well, actually, going on in the WordPress world? Is now are we turning? Is everything going corporate? What are we supposed I, to do about this? Uh, I'm I'm not too concerned about it. There's always going to be other people out there to try new things. My my actual next question was how long until he goes and starts another company? Like how you know those kinds <laughs> of things are pretty common too, right? And an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur for life. They can't stop being an entrepreneur just because they go work for a company. And the bigger the company, sometimes the faster they feel it. So I think that'll be an interesting process. Indeed, indeed. And uh, his wife, Sally Strabel, who co-founded the company, but you know, he, they were talking about this. They got married and three months after they got married, boom, they incorporated the company and they worked on it for 18 years. So Sally is actually stepping back from the company. She's going to take a long, much needed, <laughs> deserved a break while Josh is just cranking it. And as he says, going in hot with the Pagely team at GoDaddy, and he's going to be cranking away and doing things. But uh, um. And the other thing too is he mentioned that you know they're million you know they're millionaires and there's other people in the Paisley company who are well to do now uh, thanks to the acquisition. But he also mentioned the importance of his his community, his local community, and the and the philanthropic opportunities that are now available to him. And if you don't know Sally Strabel, she's she's very much into giving and and being part of the community. In fact, Pressnomics, which is their uh, flagship conference, which is going to be coming back, by the way. Um, GoDaddy actually saw Pressnomics as a part of the Pagely brand and who they are and, and what they stand for. So Pressnomics will be coming back in some form or fashion. Sally says that she's already got like a theme for it. But I remember uh, a portion of the ticket sales used to go to like St. Jude's Children's Hospital or a charity mm-hmm. of her choosing, which was just uh, which was just awesome. You know, so it'll be interesting to see um if they create like a foundation or what they do philanthropically with the, with the funds that are now available to them. I'm also looking at that, uh, see what happens there. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool because I could tell just from Josh talking about it, how that could, you know, and who knows even with Josh, how big of a part that could play for them down the road 
And uh, yeah, it's, I, I mean, I've, you know, in my previous business that I had, we worked with nonprofits for years and years and I have a deep down love for them. And I, I, I can, that was one part I really could relate to when they said that, that they're at this position and place now where maybe they can put some of their energies towards that. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Maybe that'll scratch the itch for them too, so that they don't feel the need to kind of run away from uh, the GoDaddy mothership, so to speak. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's see. In other news, if you can believe there's other news after that, <laughs> WordPress 5.8.2 uh, was released earlier this week. This is just a uh, uh, a bug fix. It has two bug fixes and one security fix, and it has to do with the uh, there's an expired certificate that was involved with the code, so they fixed that. Uh, so that's no longer an issue. My site automatically updated. I'm sure a lot of others out there as well. So if you haven't updated to 5.8.2 yet, definitely put that on your to-do list. And speaking of uh, families, husband, wife, teams, family-run businesses, there is a new CEO over at Yoast. Um, Yoast brother, uh, boy, you know, should I, should I, should I do try it? it? Do should, it, do it. <laughs> the, 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 come on. I, the, I knew how to say his name because I know you him say really well. You said I'm not going to screw it up because I haven't said it verbally forever so yes. um i'm gonna let you do it thy, the host thighs i gotta say the j right it was a j sign they it but i don't think i think it's silent oh man i wish i could remember that this dice devolt boy this is i'm so i'm sorry man if i'm butchering i think it might be ties to just uh, or oh, tie ties to fall yeah. well maybe ties ties yeah, to fall we'll go with that I'm, uh, I'm he's, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be yost New CEO, and he actually turns out he's actually Yost Devolk's brother. He was actually employee number four of the company. Um, he stepped away from the company at some point uh, uh, back in 2012, worked at various other companies for a while. Then he came back, and uh, uh, Yost's wife, who was the who he's uh, taken over for, she's stepping down and going to be more in a creative role and write about. Uh, content marketing and SEO and the creative side of things. She's going to be stepping back working, I think about three days a week and uh, congrats to her. Cause it, cause it's more of a scaling back thing for her after the acquisition of the company that Yost and her and, and others have sold to Newfold digital. So new CEO over there. Uh, congrats to Yost. Uh, things are changing. And uh, also it's nice to see someone of a, of the family thinking involved. I don't know of any other, not off the top of my head, uh, uh, an announcement like this where the CEO uh, position changes amongst relatives, you know, the same family, well, usually it's it, different people. It's funny. We've talked about this before, right? Like if Thais had been um, Yo's son, then we'd be talking about that like dynastic approach that we were thinking about in previous episodes yes. where we wondered if this kind of thing would happen. And now here it is, except it's a brother instead of a son. And so I think that's super cool. Yeah, and he's been really, you know, pretty heavily involved in the background. He's like one of those people you don't hear about, but he's doing a lot. I met him, first time I met him was at a WordCamp US, and I'm not, I can't even say which WordCamp US it was, but I'd just gotten into the hotel, and I'd come down, and I was looking for some familiar faces, and the lobby was pretty much empty, and he was sitting over by the bar at one of these tables, and kind of smiled at me and so we walked over and I could, you know, I didn't know who he was. And he was a pure joy to get to know this guy. I mean, we were laughing within minutes. People started, you know, other people are coming by, joining the conversation. And I'm real excited to see what he does because he's he's a really smart guy. I've, I've talked to him many times over the past few, few years and yeah, he's just, he's got incredible personality and I, I think he's going to um, be awesome at it. So you know what time I mean, it is? Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh I was just going to say one other thing about Thighs is, uh, you know, he basically has a background in psychology and I think that's a really good set of skills for a CEO to have. Mm-hmm. So do you know what time it is? It's time to pay the bills. And you know know how we're going to pay the bills? We're going to tell this audience just how awesome GoDaddy Pro is. Should I do it? Should Bob do it? I think Bob's experiencing this, but it's my show. He's here as a guest. Sit back, Bob. Relax. Let me handle this. Uh, Are you looking to increase your productivity, Bob? 
One of the tools that helps thousands of web developers and designers do more every day is GoDaddy Pro. Combining site, client, and project management, GoDaddy Pro is an all-in-one solution made by and for web professionals. Whether you're new to web design or looking to grow your business, you'll find free tools, products, guidance, and support to help you deliver results for your clients. Pay attention, Bob. Manage and monitor all your clients' WordPress sites from a single place, no matter where they're hosted. With a single click, perform bulk updates, backup security, check some more to save time and free up your data. Bob, you're a busy man. You do a lot. This could help you free up some time in your day. For more information, visit GoDaddy.com forward slash pro. Of course, we'll have links to that in the show notes. And uh, GoDaddy Pro, and they're doing all kinds of cool stuff. In fact, I just learned that um, their managed Word, uh, WooCommerce hosting, if you get it, you get access to $6,000 worth of WooCommerce extensions available for Sky free. Verge it's right stuff. there. Yeah. There oh, you go. All there. Part Sky of the Verge. Sky Verge has a lot of extensions. I mean, they have a lot that they've had out in the marketplace, some very popular ones. And yeah, you get you get access to all of their extensions. And um, yeah, I, I should have actually brought my ad role for the Daddy <laughs> Pro too, because they're they're a sponsor of my my site as well. And I, we could have, you know, I could have read mine at the same time and gave them double love, you know. Oh man, oh, that would have so been that would have been awesome. What happened? No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been awesome. Both of us paying the bills, mutual respect. <laughs> GoDaddy would have liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure we put this past GoDaddy would have loved it. <laughs> uh, so speaking of partnerships, not so much acquisitions, uh, you, sir, have a partnership with Post Status. And uh, instead of me talking about it, geez, why don't I have Mr. Do the Woo <laughs> take a drink? Why don't you explain to us uh, what's going on here? Well, it was interesting because when I announced it, of course, all, everybody had questions because it was pretty generalized because it's kind of just starting out. So it is generalized. It's not a, you know, did, did anyone think post status bought you or something? Well, you know, I had a couple questions that people said, well, does this mean they you own a part of them? They own a part of you. Is ah. I said, nope, this is, you know, purely just a support partnership of each other and a uh, a natural, you know. Um, partnership that is obvious. And the reason how it kind of came about is I've been referring post status for quite some time through do the whoop because I talked to a lot of people that are either in the space and looking to grow and connect with people or they're coming from outside of the space and they want to get into the WordPress ecosystem and ultimately WooCommerce. So I send them a lot of times. I say, hey, you know, go check out Post Status. You got to listen to the conversation going on there. You get to hear kind of behind the scenes what businesses are talking about. Sometimes it's crazy stuff, but, you know, sometimes it's very insightful stuff too. So it it seemed to be a natural for us to pull together some kind of resources. And Corey and Jonathan both there said, you know, why should we reinvent the wheel? Why should we cover WooCommerce and try to cover it? Because it is a behemoth, you know, it's a, it's a big part of the ecosystem. Why don't we have Bob do this? So I think the partnership I'd like to say is organic because I'm not sure just like I, you know, Jeff knows me and knows how I work. Who knows what will come out of it right now? We're just looking at ways to share content to, you know, promote each other across memberships. Uh, there's a few other things in place, but, you know, as far as there could be possibility of events, there could be all sorts of things that come out of it. And I think it's just a matter of, you know, I was talking to Corey and I said, Corey, you know, this is really exciting. You're you know, I'm able to cover WooCommerce for you and you're bringing me into a larger audience where I can be even, you know, seen a bit more than I would just do my site, my community. And he said that, you know, it's, yeah, it was like this, this is going to be the perfect partnership. I mean, it just makes sense. I got to tell we, you, Bob, I'm proud of you. You know that I'm real proud of you because You've you've done you've been working at this for a long time. I mean, how long have you been covering this niche known as WooCommerce, which is not really a niche anymore? So 
let's see how, how so i started in 2007 with wordpress 2010 bob wp started i i actually was playing around with woocommerce when it came out in 2011 and i started talking more and more about it i would say around 2014 or so and i just grew that niche even more it was like you know i i saw the saw the value there. I saw the, you know, I, I'm not some visionary, but I saw where things were possibly going and yeah, just grew it out. And it, you know, this recent change with do the woo, putting that focus on it was a point in my life where I needed to get back more into the community side of things and connect with people because I know a lot of people in this space. I've have a lot of friendships, partnerships, um, colleagues I've worked with. And I thought, you know, I want, I want to get in there and I want to be able to connect people. And I also want to bring and elevate the Woo builders because there was really, it was a bit, you know, fragmented, the WooCommerce developer, that whole bit of that ecosystem. And I thought, well, you know, Hey, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to try to pull it together and just start introducing and letting people know who's who's doing all this cool stuff. And it doesn't always have to be the big names, you know, just all these developers that are, are working hard on putting out products and services. So it's, it's a, it's, it's one of those things in my life, you know, it's, I'm, I'm a quite a bit older than most people in this space, but. Oh, come on. You're not a day over spot. 80. Yeah. It's a good spot. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a day over 80, you know, <laughs> I can only say that because Bob and I are good friends and we make each yeah, other laugh. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, I, I tell, I got Jeff a free get pass. Up. Yeah. I was going to say, I got, I tell Jeff to get off my lawn all the time, you know? So, um, yeah, and your lawn's covered in sand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I'm really excited about this partnership because it's just going to be, I, 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 you know, they're building a, they're looking at creating some networks with some, you know, partners that will fill some voids and also bring a more collaborative effort. And we're, you know, we each own our own thing, but there's, there's a lot of stuff we can do to support each other and cross promote and cross share content because we're, you know, doing so many different kinds of mediums. I mean, I mean, look at what post status is. It's a, I mean, that's the hangout. That's the group where you go to. That's the uh, the business owners, the builders, the agency people, the WooCommerce people. I mean, you, this is a perfect match for you. And you're, I think you're acutely aware of what you've been able to carve out for yourself in the WordPress space with this WooCommerce. And uh, based on what we've seen, WooCommerce has has nothing to do but grow and become even more of an influence of e-commerce across the web. And if I'm in post status's position uh, and I want to introduce ways of, of bringing more WooCommerce content and connections into my established community, it makes perfect sense to bring somebody in who's already been doing that for years. Hey, Bob's been doing this. He knows what's going on. He's got connections. Why don't we just partner up with him? Bam. You know, it's uh, it's like peanut butter and jelly, man. <laughs> I think I did say that, or I said peanut butter, jelly, P and J sandwich and milk. You know, I, I, that was one of my analogies in the little post I wrote. I think it was. Damn, that, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said pineapple on pizza and I thought, well, oh, I'm taking it well, too far. I'm going to freak out a lot of people there. So that is, that is not there. doing the woo right there. Although no, I like yeah. pineapple on pizza. <laughs> Speaking of doing the woo, Malcolm, with Cambria Creative or in your experience with Press Titan, I know we've talked about like Shopify and some experience with e-commerce. Um, uh, well, what are your thoughts so far on, on, on WooCommerce and maybe it, maybe its future? Or, you know, uh, do you do the woo? Uh, here and there. I mean, uh, WooCommerce is, <laughs> you know, I like to stay informed on what's happening and it makes it easy when someone's already kind of curating all that information for me. So I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, but I, a lot of what we do in terms of e-commerce stuff has been relatively simplistic. Um, you know, it's a store with a couple of products, maybe some coupons and things like that. Uh, I think the biggest store that I manage in WooCommerce is maybe like, uh, 200, products um and it's all like downloadable products and then a lot of the stores that i work with are all uh you know connected to like print on demand services or things like that um but overall i mean you know woocommerce is fine but you know as soon as you get into the woocommerce world it's not even really wordpress anymore i mean it has its own set of like 
plugins that extend the features of it. Like, you know, you use some of the features of WordPress, but WooCommerce is really its own beast with its own kind of community, its own kind of everything. So um, I, I, you know, I don't think about them necessarily being the same, even though WooCommerce is supposed to just be a plugin for WordPress. Oh, it's so much more. Yeah. And I, you know, what I've done with the um, podcast more and more, and even with the site is I, I put myself in the shoes and of the developer or anybody building stuff. And I said, you know, I have to help them understand that they need to keep on top of WordPress. They can't, like you were just saying, they can't just stay in the woo bubble, you know, be <laughs> over there and think everything's going good. If they don't, you know, ride the wave of everything that's going on with WordPress. So I try to bring in people from WordPress core and people talking more, Hey, some of, some of our shows, we don't even hardly talk about WooCommerce, but it's important for them to understand because heck, you know, um, who sits on top of WordPress. So there's that, I don't want to say disconnect, but I'm hoping with some of them, it's like, you know, pay attention to both because both of these and, you know, WordPress is moving at a fast pace right now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to be doing WooCommerce or doing the Woo or, or whatever, you know, you, you need to make sure that's just as much of a priority as your, your focus on WooCommerce. Is there anybody else out there? You know, somebody recently told me, they said, I can't think of WordPress without thinking of Jeffro. And I took, that's a compliment. I was, I was very honored by that. And I think you absolutely could be the guy who I can't think of WooCommerce without thinking about Bob Dunn and do the woo, but mostly for the do the woo. I mean, it's so memorable. I'm a champion of that. I'm That's like one of the best things you could have ever created, but is there anybody else like you out there who covers WooCommerce? Like you do, like, you know, like, like WooCommerce specific people. You know, there's people that everybody touches on Woo, and some touch I mean, on. I mean, it more you almost have others. to. Yeah, I, and I think it's. I, I don't want to phrase it in this way, but it's kind of like you know, over the last couple of years, everybody's jumping more on the Woo bandwagon. Boxcar. And yeah. And, you know, they're, they're really, I mean, it's like, Hey, you know, we got to start talking about this because this is the future and everybody's feeling like, you know, I mean, people are suddenly having to start to build sites with WooCommerce because their clients are wanting to move online or they, you know, they may find another option, but yeah, there's not anybody that except for the builders, a lot of the people that are, you know, really niche down either in Woo products or, or building Woo sites, there's not a lot of anyone that's, yeah, just as focused. And, you know, some people, I mean, people thought I was crazy when I branded myself Bob WP. It's like, are you, do you really want to do that? And I'm like, Hey, you know, it, it works for me. And it's been a, a godsend for me for, you know, over a decade and the the same thing with this. I, you know, I had some people question me, do you really want to just focus on this? And I said, well, you know, where I am at in my life, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. <laughs> and I'm one to kind of ride the wave and change with whatever changes, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm you've not got to, you've got to change log, change log a mile long. Of everything yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And I don't, you know, I mean, I, I feel for any changes with WordPress core, anything for that affects Woo builders because they got these products, these services that it directly affects. I'm fortunate because I can change with whatever needs to be changed. You know, I'm, I'm just putting the word out and helping people get themselves noticed in the community. And, you know, no matter what twist or turn WooCommerce takes, I just, I ride, ride along with it. Uh, speaking of changes, did you happen to catch the article written by uh, Justin Talak where he pretty much gave an update on the status of WooCommerce and blacks and black themes and full site editing and stuff like that? You know, I didn't. That's weird. I, I'm surprised I didn't oh, see that. Oh, my God. Jeez, I'm sorry to put you on the spot like that. You know, this is the guy who covers everything Woo. And how, well, yeah, yeah. we'll give you a free pass. You know, I probably time. saw it. And it's it's yeah. maybe if I look at my bookmarks, you know, it's I got it. Well, well, way the, too many the, of them. The gist of the article, and it was a great article, by the way, um, is that Justin talked with some folks behind WooCommerce and pretty much got a status update on what they were working on in terms of 
blacks and black themes. And, and they were talking about how, you know, WooCommerce, they can't just go in willy nilly. They're, basically, mm-hmm. they're about a year, year and a half away from actually having, let's say, uh, a full site editing theme or really implementing blacks or doing things with, with, with themes in WooCommerce because there's a lot of things that they have to take care of or change or implement into WooCommerce for everything to work uh, so well. So while so while the WordPress side of things, WordPress 5.9, December, there's already about 27 themes on the directory that could take advantage of full-site editing. When it comes to WooCommerce, uh, there's not going to be any full-site editing-specific themes out of the gate, uh, at least not officially from WooCommerce. And if I remember, I think they also said some sort of news, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, if you know. Uh, did they mention that they're going to officially retire the storefront theme, which I think is the default theme of WooCommerce? You know, I don't remember hearing that. But, oh, you know, Maybe that I'm just could, making yeah. stuff up. Yeah, you could be. Maybe you dream it. You say do the woo too many times during the day. And you're, <laughs> you know, you're Jeez. off in another world there. Uh, I'm wooed out, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because we've been, one one of the parts of the podcast that I'm kind of proud of is we've been at least once a month bringing in somebody from core talking. And sometimes it's a marketplace person. We've had... um uh, a couple of people come in and talk about blocks because when I was first thinking of this idea, one of the things that people were telling me all the time is, Hey, you know, who are the people behind WooCommerce? They're never out there talking about anything. You know, I, I don't know if that was true or not, but they just felt like they weren't, you know, we'd like to hear from them directly. So I bring in these every month I bring somebody in that really opens up and very honest. And they have a, a you know, we have a couple of co-hosts or a panel that ask some questions and drill them on things. And uh, it's, it's quite educational. So they've, we've had a lot of talk around the blocks. We've had a lot of talk around the marketplace, a lot of, you know, stuff. And we're going to be having Paul this month come in the CEO WooCommerce. He's going to come in and talk a little bit about looking at this past year and kind of what's coming up in the next year. You know, what's fun about doing interviews like that with those types of people is that someone like you monitors the space and you're probably reading comments. You're probably reading reviews and you can kind of, you know, on Twitter, you can get a pulse for what people were feeling or what people were thinking and being able to, to take that information as maybe a casual user or a developer or a builder and be able to to ask the people directly who maybe may be in charge of those things or uh, have a means of getting those things, those concerns that you have noticed to the right people. That, that's right. like one of the funnest part of doing those types of interviews. Exactly. Yep. Um, so before you get to this last topic, which is uh, kind of a random thing I wanted to talk about because there's time you, you recently underwent a big rebranding. I mean, you mm-hmm. really, you're really doing the woo now. I mean, it is ramped <laughs> up and uh, for people check it out. It's do the woo.io for the domain. And you worked with, uh, was it maintained web dev studios? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The first the time I've ever hired a, um, anybody to ever design one of my websites ever. Wow. Yeah. So it was a learning experience for me. It was a great experience, but it was, you know, I, and I, I don't need to, you know, there's, I wrote a couple posts on it so people can go read those. But when I had the opportunity to do this, I, I was frozen because I thought, man, I know a lot of agencies. How do I choose one? You know, I, I was just, I, I didn't even know where to start because again, I'd been doing my own sites, you know, putting them together, my needs, but I, I needed somebody to come in and bring in a fresh perspective because this really wasn't the brand of Bob WP anymore. This is a brand to do the woo. And, and that is one of the reasons. And it turned out, um, I, I couldn't have, you know, wished for anything better. You know, what's awesome is to do the woo boxcar on WP mainline. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. yeah I'm, That's one of the know, best things about your rebrand. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, man, who has a boxcar, you know, it's, I, I, I've bought a lot of advertising in over 30 years, <laughs> of running a business and I've never had my own box car. So, oh, you know, man. this is like, this is like one of those, um, ah, what is this? This is my bucket list, you know, box <laughs> car knocked off there, you know, it's yours, man. It's yeah. yours to have. You could use it for whatever you want. Hey, yeah, hey what, uh, so what would you, uh, what would you judge you, uh, grade yourself in terms of being a client 
<laughs> for me Dave, were you were you a good client were you a bad you client? know it was really funny because they you know of course they had to say because i paid them a lot of money that i was an excellent client but i was i was probably you know if i stepped back i was a good client because i left i gave them enough information but i left a lot of decisions up to them you know when they would put something by me i'd look at it and say you know, okay, maybe this is why I don't like it or I like it, but you know what I'm building. You know the audience, you're developers. You tell me what you think is best. So there was a lot of instances like that. I let them run with a lot of it. The the logo design, I had no idea. The color palette, I had no idea. I said, you you know, I said, I'm hiring you because you're the experts. I mean, I used to do logo design back in the day, but my logo design at part of my brain has evaporated. So I'm not quite there as much as I used to be. So it, I, I felt like I was, you know, a good customer, except the funny thing was, and I, I just talked to Vito with um, a term that used to be WP feedback. That's the system they use. And what was really interesting about that is I started, there's when you go in and you do go through the proofing thing, they, will, you know, you go back and forth and then they will close out each comment that you've made on the site. Well, I started closing them out because I thought, well, I'm done with this. Why don't I just close this one out? So they saw me ticking away at all these and they didn't get freaked out or anything, but they normally do it for the customer for the ease, you know, with their client. And for me, it was like, it just was an assumption. Well, you did a good job. I like what this looks like. I'm closing it out. So they suddenly started seeing them all closing out and thinking, no, I guess Bob's kind of taken over that part of it. (laughs) My favorite clients. High marks for that. Yeah, my favorite clients in the agency space are the ones that jump in and are willing to kind of be really engaged. So I'm sure they appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, and it it was, it was, sometimes I'd tell them, well, you know, you gave me a lot. They said, well, you gave us the right information we needed. It just was, I left a lot of the creative end of things up to them. Yeah, boy, you know, I think a lot of agencies out there, there a lot of people listening who build sites out there listening to this are like, Bob, I need more clients like you, man. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be building. I hope, hopefully won't be going through this anytime soon again. But <laughs> uh, So, well, they did a great job. It looks great. The colors are nice to do the woo. It's flat. It's, it, I mean, everything looks great. Did a good job. They did a good job. Yeah, they did. Uh, so we had a, this is a bit of breaking news. I didn't see this. Uh, uh, Malcolm, uh, share with us uh, what you found. Yeah, so while we're doing the podcast, uh, I noticed on Twitter that the WordPress Twitter account just posted about five minutes ago that the state of the word 2021 has been announced. So um, on December... There's a lot of questions on whether that was going to happen or not. Yeah, yeah. December 14th, between 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern time? Yeah, it's going to take place in New York City, which is probably... I know Matt has a place in New York City, so it's probably going to be right within his home. He's going to do it. Yeah, so he's going to do a retrospective of 2021, discuss the latest trends he's seeing, celebrate communities, amazing wins, and explore the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mention the topics. <laughs> Mention them. Uh, okay, Web3 yeah, yeah. and non-fungible tokens. <laughs> yeah, I cannot believe that that is part of the list. So, so the topics are like WordPress 5.9 and Openverse to Web3 and non-NFTs. So NFTs and Web3 are going to be part of this... Uh, State of the word. I I mean, wow. I didn't think it was going to be something that we would focus on this early. I thought it would maybe be next year or the year after that we would see something like that. So I'm kind of, that gets me really excited about, about listening in on this. So if anybody actually out there has a question that you would like to ask Matt with the potential of having him answer it uh, during the state of the word, there is a domain ask-matt at workcamp.org. Or you can ask during the live stream chat on YouTube, which I imagine is going to be quite busy. Mm-hmm. So it's probably better to get your email in ahead of time. At least doing questions this way means we won't have people adding on and adding on and adding on to their comment, which turns into an essay, which turns into a life story, which turns into a documentary, which by the time it's over, they're the only ones left in the room talking. So <laughs> hopefully this, this goes over well, and I'm looking forward to it. Again, it's December 14th at... 10 a.m. 10 a.m. and noon. Wow, two yeah. hours. 
Yeah, there's going to be a lot to talk about. Uh, and that's, uh, uh, did WooCommerce already do their, uh, don't they do a state of Woo? Did they already do that earlier this year? You know, they didn't. They, um, yeah. It used to be to a think. thing. Yeah. I think they, it was they, part of uh, WooSesh. Yeah, it was. And they decided they weren't quite as, I don't know why they decided not to do it in uh, at WooSesh. I think they, you know, did a few presentations and kind of pulled back on that. And I'm not oh. sure if they're going to um, be be pulling something together. I thought I heard murmurings of it earlier, and then I haven't heard anything else since then. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure what. I always um, enjoyed those state of the woos, kind of uh, an overview of what's going on, what they're working on. I remember when they did the uh, the state of the woo a few years ago, and they announced the uh, the WooCommerce admin UI experiment. It was like so that's been like three or four years now, where where they're experimenting with the back end and changing everything to React and JavaScript based, and it looked nice. I haven't mm-hmm. used it. Uh, have they actually implemented that UI in the, in the WooCommerce? Have you noticed, or is this still experimental? Yeah, they've been, they actually have it in there and they're constantly, I mean, it's part of it now, but it's um, constantly um, changing. Yeah, it's like they're, they're doing updates on it all the time. So one of the things I wanted to talk about at the end of the show here, and this is uh, just something that kind of came out, this is something I think about from time to time. Um, I, I I read an article today. It was pretty lengthy. It was by Paul Lacey, and he talks about his feelings of WordPress, what has gone on over the years, and basically why he's ending up having to take a break and step away from WordPress. It's a very detailed, very well thought out essay. Definitely worth your time to read. I will link link uh, to it in the show notes. But he he also mentions uh, within the article Morton Rand Hendrickson, and that kind of brought me back to thinking about his activity. And, and I really enjoy following Morton Rand Hendrickson, who, by the way, and uh, Malcolm will enjoy this news. He is now officially a Canadian. Uh, yeah, which, I saw which, that. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Which is pretty cool. Congratulations, <laughs> Morton. And I, I, Morton to me is a highly intelligent individual who makes me think. He always comes up with these thought-provoking ways or perspectives that just you know, get my imagination and my creativity flowing. And he was a big, the, the, the articles and the things he was saying back when Gutenberg was getting ready to be merged into WordPress on things to consider and, and what have you, they were all very good things, but he hasn't really been involved in the WordPress scene. I, w- I wanted to get his take on, on four years later, after he had published an article about the measures of success for Gutenberg. And he basically said, look, I'm not involved in the space anymore. So what I had to say does it matter? So I asked him, I said, well, why, why don't you participate in the WordPress scene anymore? And he says, quote, I played my part. I did what I could and decided to move on to other things, end quote. And that made me sad. I, I really enjoyed his, he had such a passion and he was big on accessibility. He, he, he had a lot of good ideas, but I think, I think him and so many other people like him in the WordPress scene, that they're, they're so passionate and, and want to do what they can to contribute and to further WordPress to make it go. But they just end up encountering roadblock after roadblock for whatever reason, this, that, and the other, whether it's meetings or people are getting buy-in or, or what have you. And I was just thinking, man, it would be so cool if, if somehow during these periods of time of WordPress, WordPress's existence where a Morton shows up and they're very passionate about these certain things, if just somehow there could be pathways to translate those those passion projects, those passion things into um, things that roll WordPress along that, that uh, could be part could, could create rapid improvement for the project, whether inside or outside or around core or what have you. And I was thinking about you know churn. Will we ever reach a point of of churn where you know the the where there's not enough people coming in to the WordPress community or coming into the space because they're just running into roadblock after roadblock and they end up just leaving the project because, Hey, it, instead of wasting their time and their energy, they could be out contributing somewhere else or doing something that they can control that they can actually contribute to or they, that they have a say or a purpose in. Um, and in, in talking about this, uh, it was also brought up that, well, this is probably a non-issue because if you need somebody or a group of people to get things moving along, within a specific section of WordPress, automatic could just 
place people from their payroll and say, hey, work here. And this is your five for the future contribution. Uh, and there's already concerns about this going on in some of the member with some of the members of the contributor teams where, you know, the, each, each one of these teams are, is vying for and working as hard as they can to recruit, to educate, and to keep up with churn and just get people involved with their section of WordPress. And if they can't get those people, uh, they're ending up getting uh, volunteers or contributors from automatic. Uh, and, and that's not a bad thing per se, uh, but obviously we'd like to see more of a, a, a spread out distribution of contributions and who's involved in these teams and whatnot. But anyways, I, I just wanted to throw that out there. Maybe I'll get your thoughts on that, Malcolm, about the churn of contributors and, you know, the, are we ever going to see WordPress run out of free labor and, and everything's going to be <laughs> sponsored by one company or another, mainly probably automatic. I mean, Thankfully, because of plugins and because of themes, I don't think that that's ever going to be uh, a huge issue. I think people will always be able to find a way to contribute in some meaningful way. Um, there are lots of drives for you know documentation and videos and training and all those things that are not necessarily programmer centric as well. So, um, I, when you brought this up, though, I immediately thought of like you know uh, Michael Heileman, who was Binary Bonsai slash the the guy who like developed the Kubrick theme. He now works at Squarespace as a designer, right? So like, even though he's not in the WordPress space anymore, he's still focused on like helping CMSs be the best they can be. And eventually I think there will be a CMS that comes out um, that knocks everyone's socks off and people flock to it. And I mean, you know, just like, you know, movable type before WordPress and all these other CMSs that existed before WordPress, there will be something that comes after WordPress that will draw people away. Um, but I, I think that it'll it'll always have a place in the market. I mean, people still run movable type, people still run mod X, people still run like Joomla. all of these. Yeah, Joomla <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why, but they do. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think it'll always continue to to be around and do its thing. And um, you know, I think that the hard part though is you know these new people as they come in, they don't they don't know um, you know the 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 well-worn paths that have been kind of carved for them to be able to use this software and the people that did that hard work. Um, we lose that history so easily, even though the internet exists and all of this stuff is out there somewhere. Um, that information just kind of dies a little bit or, or fades away. And uh, that's always hard because, uh, you know, those people did do something amazing and, uh, you know, they should be remembered for the effort because, it has built the careers of so many people and I'm just waxing poetic, but that's just how I feel about it. I mean, Bob, Bob's been, he said he was saving, saving up for me. And I want, I want him to unload right now. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, this is a interesting thing for me because, um, you know, I was in the outside of WordPress for, you know, two, two, three decades doing freelancing and stuff like that. And then I got into WordPress. And when I first got into WordPress, I mean, I, I loved it. I loved the community. And I thought there was this impression I got that, my God, you know, is this all puppy dogs and, you know, licorice or something? It, it almost like everybody was so sensitive to everything, you know, and what, um, you know, it was like a perfect little world. And a lot of the little things would come along and disrupt and, throw roadblocks up. And I came in looking at it as somebody from the outside and thinking, okay, this is community. Community is going to change. Software is going to change, especially if you run a community on top of software. I mean, God, it's inevitable no matter what, you know, I mean, that that's a common sense. I, you know, I, it's strange because I was this morning, I was thinking about it. I was thinking, you know, I think of the community has versions of WordPress and I thought of three versions. I thought of, you know, WordPress community 1.0 was when it started. And then there was 2.0 that was around 2007 to 2010. And that's when a lot of the people that you're talking about came into the space and started businesses. I talked to a lot of people um, that we've been around a while and we're all saying, yeah, it was around that same time that we got into it. Now I think we're at 3.0 where, you know, with the acquisitions, with all this stuff changing, it's, yeah, it's a dramatic change. And I think it's, it you know, and, and it does come at a bit of a sacrifice to the community, especially for people that have hit those roadblocks. And I, but on the other hand, 
as many times and as many things I've been involved with over my life, it's, and, and I'll take Paul, for example, what um, the article you were talking about, Jeff, is I, I am glad when I see people reach a point and, you know, whatever, and I, I'm sad to see them go and I hate to see the frustration they have, but I love it when they're smart enough to make that shift instead of wallowing and, you know, continuing to be frustrated and complaining. Cause some people, he basically said in there that he, on the podcast that he was on, he was a buzzkill. Yeah. You know, and it was, yeah, it's this moment that you realize that this no longer is for me. And it's, you know, there could be reasons, you, you know, whatever the reasons are, you shift you. And I, I love that. What he said about, I, and I shouldn't say love it, that's kind of a strong word, but WordPress as a tool. I remember when I was doing workshops back in 2009, 2010, those were my first WordPress workshops. And I'd go to, you know, all the, I'd have these local workshops and everybody there, nobody there gave a whatever about the community. They were there because WordPress was a tool. They didn't really care about getting involved with the community, contributing WordPress was simply that, you know, they used it for their business and they wanted to learn it and they wanted to, you know, get as much help as they could, but that community part just didn't play into it for them. And I think that's the thing is, you know, sometimes we separate, I mean, they're one and the same. I mean, essentially one can't do without the other, but you know, there, there is this software, there's this tool and there's this community. And I was telling Jeff, and I said it earlier, and he actually said something on Twitter about it, is that I think we get stuck in this WordPress bubble. And we feel that, you know, we get very intense over things. And we get intense over the community and what's happening. And we think the community is defragmenting and it's, it's imploding and everything. But I talk, to, <laughs> I talk to people day after day that are just stepping into the WordPress space and all they say every time is, wow, you know, we, um, we're used to doing it this way. This is the, how we do advertising. This is horizon how we of push out products. And they say, but that community is so unique. I've learned that you've got to really build that trust in that community. I mean, the community is still incredibly strong. And I don't think it's, we're losing, I mean, we're losing a lot of good people, but I, I'm a very optimistic person. And I think that, and what you were saying, Malcolm, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are going to get into it. Yeah, sure. There's always roadblocks. I don't care what you do, especially if you're in the business side of things that you, yeah, you just bail because it's just too much for you. But there's going to be people that are going to find those spots and they're going to start paving their own roads and I, I really think that we aren't, you know, it's it's tough to get into it. And they're learning that it takes time. I mean, look at, you know, look how long we've been in it. And we've we spent the time cultivating it. So it's not something that just happens overnight. And it does, it is a very unique community. And I think it's, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, you, I have you know, a lot you, of... You bring all this up and it reminds me of, you know, I appreciated the fact that because you speak to all these people, I'm an inside baseball kind of, I am stuck deep within the inner bubble of WordPress. And I, I'm one of those people who sees this personally, this company or this company gets acquired here and, oh my God, what's going on? Things are imploding. You know, that's my world. That's what I'm in. But you bring in the outside in perspective, which is completely different. I am out of touch with that. And I was just thinking about, that's one of the things I enjoyed enjoyed about WordCamps is there would be a lot of people showing mm -hmm. up to their first WordCamp who are either just learning about WordPress or they're, they're looking to accomplish something with WordPress. And as you mentioned, the community is a large part as to why they're involved at that work, why they're even there at that WordCamp and, 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 and using WordPress. And now I kind of wish, uh, now I kind of want to go to WordCamps again to, to get in touch with all those people, because that was, those were my, uh, viewpoints or, or, or ports to the outside world, the outside looking in perspective that I, uh, that I don't have anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so someone pop this bubble I'm in, please. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's not a bad bubble either. No. You know, it's, I, I mean, I, en I enjoy where I'm at and stuff, but it's just, 
it really is. And, you know, I see a lot of developers talking, you know, learning different things. Don't just learn WordPress, you know, learn all these different other frameworks or, you know, whatever, but it is, it's, um, you know, and I, I think, you know, and yeah, I, I can't speak to core and what's going on with the teams there. And, you know, I know they're, you know, obviously from what I've read, I, I know Morton. Well, I know his frustrations he had and, you know, there, there is, there's frustrations and there's frustrations in any aspect of some kind of a community. And I, I imagine if we stepped into other communities, you know, we'd, we'd see them, you know, wallowing in their frustrations and people bailing out just for specific reasons as well. And it's not, I'm not saying that's a good thing and it should be happening, but, and that we should just accept it. But we do what we can. And, you know, there are people that have made incredible strides. Sometimes I think we focus too much on, okay, this is happening. These people are leaving. But what about these people that are still sticking around and doing amazing stuff? So, and, and what about again, it? What about every week in this post? We see we have this many new contributors to WordPress. Yeah. You know? And Malcolm was exactly right about, you know, with plugins and all these people building these products. I mean, it's incredible. They keep, they keep coming in and they're, you know, a lot of them are excited about getting into the space and, and being part of it. And, you know, they may right. be, the, so I have nothing to worry about is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm along for not that. I was I worrying about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I you was weren't. thinking about it and not worrying <laughs> about it. You yeah. know, back in the day, back in the day, I think, uh, I used to like evangelize or, or really be up on the high horse on WordPress and Malcolm would come <laughs> on the show and just buzz kill me, man. <laughs> No, I would have no. a level of reality. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's what they call it nowadays. Give him the chill pill, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, any any final thoughts, Malcolm, on this whole subject before we wrap it up? Um, I think I think one of the interesting parts to me, and one of the things that I love about coming on this show with you, Jeff, is um, you know you talk about these different perspectives, like the inside out and the outside in, and knowing all the players and stuff like that. And for me, my personal experience, I'm a very kind of heads down, do the work kind of WordPress person. Um, you know, even talking to colleagues at Camber Creative, um, it, it's funny how often I get told, oh, you've done that with that company or you did this at, at, over here or when did you do that? Or I'll even mention like this podcast and they're like, you're the person that goes in with, with Jeff with that. And it's so funny because I'm just I'm, I'm very much, you know, behind the scenes, just doing my work, living my life kind of thing. Um, and thanks to, you know, WordPress existing, because that's been a major part of my career. Um, but I'm not as integrated as the two of you into all of these other community, community things that are happening. I stay up to date on what's happening, but I'm, I'm the behind the scenes guy, right? I just lurk on post status. So I, I, you know, I had a, a colleague of mine say like you're not on post status and then i messaged him on there and he's like actually you are so like <laughs> it's it's just the the different perspectives that we bring to this and and i think that's why i really enjoy doing this kind of show with you i i enjoy doing this show because if i ever go out to work camp san francisco again i'll get a group of people from japan all fanboying oh me and want to take pictures with me that was awesome i'll never forget that <laughs> I, mean, I'll bring, I bring that up all the time <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, people in Japan, they know who I am. They, oh, you Jeff Rowe. Yeah. And then, you know, they get all excited. I mean, um, I guess, I guess that leads into the last thing that we always have to talk about, right? Which is oh, if you're okay. ever going to be able to go oh. to another work camp, someone's <laughs> got to pay the bill. Yeah. And uh, so if, if you have a chance, everyone definitely check out WPMainline.com. There's different options to support this show. Uh, everything that Jeff is doing on WPMainline.com, uh, including for $49 for an entire year, 12 months, you can be a rail fan. And uh, while that doesn't necessarily give you anything special as of yet, it keeps this show running so that we can keep coming back and doing this. So go ahead and check that out, please. And uh, I, on top of that, you know, I'm going to give our listeners here an exclusive because oh. why, why not? I haven't mentioned this on Twitter. I've, I've been trying. I've been hyping that there have been two new bias card designs, but I haven't told or shown anybody what they are. So for our listeners today, if you're listening, uh, there's going to be a new box card design for Paid Memberships Pro, which is an cool. awesome membership pro, uh, plugin. Uh, another husband-wife team company, Jason and Kim Coleman. They do a wonderful job over there. And the second one is for Weglot, a very popular mm -hmm. translation plugin for WordPress. And both of those companies have purchased podcast advertising uh, for, for the show, for WP Mainline. So that means wow. that uh, there's going to be a fresh load of coal put into the steam engine we're just going to keep on 
uh, chugging, man. So thank you very much to Paid Membership Pro and Weglot for not only purchasing boxcars, uh, but for purchasing podcast advertising. And uh, I'll be doing some kind of ad read or something here <laughs> within the next month or two for both of those companies. And I've seen the Paid Membership Pro uh, boxcar design is really cool. It's the first two-door boxcar design that we'll have on the site. So uh, pay attention to that. And the Weglot one is going to look very sharp with the, with the with the colors and the color scheme. So keep right. an eye for those on WPMainline.com. And if you're interested in purchasing a boxcar, uh, there's a link there on the website. Uh, so, Bob, where can people keep in touch with you, follow you, do the woo while they follow you? Yeah, probably the best place is... So many things um, that rhyme with yeah. woo. Yeah, I know. Isn't there, though? Boo, um, <laughs> do, you. Oh, my goodness. New. Stop him. Yeah, Malcolm, cut him boo. off. Okay. Do you have any controls? No. Um, no, of course not. <laughs> no. Uh, poo. Okay, we'll stay away from poo. Okay, yeah, let's stay away from that. Okay. Yeah, they can go to do the woo.io and then I'm at do the woo on Twitter and also at Bob WP. And you can find me on Slack and both status Slack and all sorts of places. Just just look around and you'll, you'll see me popping up somewhere. Absolutely. Love what you do with WooCommerce and, and you're a great aspect and, and uh, uh, asset to the WordPress community. Really enjoy your work. And Malcolm, how about you, sir? Uh, you can find me at Twitter at FindPurpose. And of course, if you need anything, just uh, feel free to message me through PressTitan.com or through Camber Creative. Great Twitter name, by the way. I've, to- I've told you this many times already, but that FindPurpose, like make, it. It, make, it makes me think every time. That was a great Twitter name. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeffro, J-E-F-F-R-0. And you can also find show notes for this episode and all other episodes on WPMainline.com. Just click the podcast link and it'll be all there for you. So with that, we're going to wrap it up here. Everybody enjoy your weekend and we'll talk to you again next Friday afternoon. So long, everybody.